Yo, yo, what's happening? Houston, this is the place to be. And I am DMC in the place to be with my man Brad Gilmore and the one and only, the champ, the man Booker T. So let's get it popping. Live from Houston, Texas, and around the world. Join the six-time world heavyweight champion, two-time WWE Hall of Famer, and WWE NXT announcer, Booker T. Booker T. Alongside his right-hand man, the boat, Brad Gilmore. It's time to get your champagne wishes and caviar dreams. Welcome inside the Hall of Fame. Now, can you dig that? As always, guys, we're coming to you from ESPN 975925, as well as podcasting. We're doing it all, man. I want to thank everybody for stepping inside the Hall of Fame today, getting your champagne wishes and caviar dreams, man. Because I'm getting ready, man. I'm, getting, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Uh, I'm, I'm already I'm amped um, because uh, the Royal Rumble is going down this weekend. But, Brad, before we even get that, how you feel, man? How you feel? I'm doing good, book. I'm Royal Rumble ready. I can't wait to uh to to go ahead and check that one out. Royal Rumble's my favorite show of the year. I know um I think it's a lot of people's. People like WrestleMania, of course, for the spectacle. But as far as the surprise and the the elegance and the ambiance of the Royal Rumble, that's is that's is better. Who knows who's gonna return? What surprise we might see. I'm kind of reminded of the Royal Rumble from last year, you know, in yeah. Dallas. Stretching out right now, man, because or San Antonio. You know, I'm, I'm still, I, I've been checking my emails. I, I've been checking my Gmails uh, to see if the invitation has come through. Um, but um, uh, like I say, man, I'm in the best shape of my life, y'all. I've been training. I've been in the gym harder than I've ever hit it before. I'm serious, man. I'm serious on this. So if 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 they need an extra man. If they need me to make that walk just one time going down in, in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, oh, yeah, man, I will be ready, willing, and able to get the job <laughs> done, guys. So look here, man, look here. I'm on call. I mean, I, I, look here. I, I got I got my text messages. They wide open. I'm not even taking any more messages. Anybody else uh, text me? I'm not even, even looking. If it don't have a... 203 area code on it. I'm not, not going to even answer. So look here. I'm available. Uh, going down Tropicana Field. Like I say, St. Pete, Fort, Florida. This Saturday night, guys. Uh, look here. I'm going to be in town for the kickoff show. But one thing about the wrestlers, man. One thing about, about the wrestler. He always makes sure he brings his extra bag with him. So look here. Uh, look here. The white tights. The white boots. <laughs> They go be in the back. They go be in the back. So look here, man. WWE. WWE. Attention. WWE. The boy is ready. <laughs> look, last year, I wasn't ready. I wasn't uh, prepared. Well, you were prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't prepared uh, from, from a perspective. I didn't, get the, I didn't get the email until I was sitting at the desk doing the kickoff show. Well, that's, that, that could preclude you from being overly, you know, prepared for such a. That's, what yeah. I'm saying was I wasn't warmed up. I had no time to really get. I had the gear in the bag, but I had to go straight from the desk straight, straight to the the ring because if you if you remember the uh, the men's rumble match started first, right? That's remember true. that very first. Remember thing. that. So uh, 
that right there kind of threw me off uh, from the beginning. So that's that that had a big, big. I'm talking about a huge, monumental effect on me. Perhaps winning the Raw Rumble and and being able to cash in at WrestleMania. Man, I'm, I'm serious because that was my intent. That was my intent. I didn't get. I, I didn't plan on going out there and just doing the spin around in, and you know that's all I had in me. I wasn't ready. <laughs> the Rooney was in you. Well, here's the thing. I think for people who may have forgotten or have a short memory, can we relive the moment? Not not from the in ring, but just from the intro. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. So this is a uh, a non WWE video. It's from Matt uh, Kemp, actually, um, who works on the Bump, I believe. But here is his uh, version of it. <laughs> They go nuts. They go nuts. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't, like I said, but me, we had a little. Oh, there we go. Bam! Bam! Dom will make Mysterio. I can't stand that kid. Bam! Right in the face. Take that, Dom. I don't have to. Oh, check it out. Bam! To the knees, man. To the knees, man. This is what I asked God. I said, God. All I need is just one. Just one. That's all I need to complete this oh, journey. Look at it. There it is. There it is. <laughs> and here it goes. Over the top rope to the floor. Let's go, brother. said they thought I went through the middle rope. I remember that. <laughs> That's how good I am. That was a big controversy. I made sure I stretched that top rope all the way to the bottom <laughs> before I hit the floor. I, I rolled out of there like molasses, man. I'm serious. I was about to get hurt. You get thrown. You can get hurt just getting thrown out of the ring. Uh, you, you talk about how, how it feels being on the top rope. Getting thrown over the top rope is not that easy guys so i made it look like a ballerina right there but uh yeah what a moment what a moment but uh there again don't sleep on uh 2024 don't sleep on st petersburg st petersburg florida <laughs> and, your, and your boy booker t stepping out to the ring just one more time i, I, I got my phone you got I it got, i got it i got it right here and, and I'm, I'm checking my emails and I'm checking them twice uh, to, to, to see who's naughty or nice uh, because uh, your boy, your boy want another shot. Your boy want another shot. Can I'm you, can, I don't know which one it would have been. I, it, I get, oh, I guess it would have had to have been the 2002 Royal Rumble. Yeah, it had to be the 2002 Royal Rumble would have been the first one you could have been in, a part of which I think you were in that Rumble. Do you remember anything about your very first Royal Rumble experience? Um, and let me ask you this, too. Did the did the guys in WCW, when the Rumble would go down, would y'all ever talk about, like, oh, man, it'd be fun to do something like that? Because y'all had World War III, which was kind of the answer to the Rumble. But did you ever want to be in one? Was that uh, yeah, something? Uh, just, just to answer your question, I never thought about what was going on in WWE as far as their matches and wanted to be a part of it, other than the brawl for all. <laughs> 
don't know why I was. I'm stupid enough to want to be in, a, be in something like that. I wanted to be in the brawl fall, but no, nah, no, nah, man. I was all I was thinking about was uh, matches. You know, it's like people ask me sometimes, "Hey, man, WrestleMania, such and such. You remember such uh, such match?" And I'm like, "Man, I was thinking about my own match. I wasn't thinking <laughs> about watching somebody else's match, and I didn't go back and watch the whole WrestleMania just to watch this, the, the, the show. You know, that's just that's just never been me. I always been a guy that once it was behind me, it was behind me, and um, I was moving on." Yeah. Okay. I feel that. I feel that. Now, do you have any memories though of your first Royal Rumble? You know, only thing I remember about the Rumble, man, is I never won one. <laughs> I'm serious. I, the thing is, I knew I was never placed to win the Royal Rumble. Right. So it it, it it wasn't something that was really, really significant for me to remember because I I, I was always working for the other guy. Right. I was never really working for myself, and and that's just being a player. Uh, you know, a lot of matches, you know, I was never in a hell to sell match. You know what I mean? A lot of matches, you know, I just never, you know, thought about winning. Uh, I, that just wasn't my route to the championships. Always in the square circle. Always one-on-one for me. Or in a tag team uh, perspective as far, as far as the way I've won my titles. You know what I mean? Ladder matches. You know what I mean? Um, money in the bank. You know, I've, I've, I've never won a money in the bank. I was never touted or never, you know, figured in to win the money in the bank, you know, and, and it just slipped through my hands or anything. And the thing is, I never wanted to win a match like that because I knew what I was going to have to go through. Uh, it's a lot of pain involved in a lot of those matches, you know. So for me, I tried to stay away from the the more painful um, type matches. I understand that. I definitely understand that because um, as much as the nice, the glory is, I remember you telling me about that first elimination chamber and how, oh, yeah. how terrible it was, like on the body. On the mind and the soul. I wish you had that clip. You know, oh, I'm sure of, I have uh, that. Steve Austin and I. I mean, was it Steve Austin? Steve uh, Austin wasn't in there. No, no, no. It was Triple H. Triple H. Uh, it was Triple H and I um, sitting in the audience. I'm uh, just sitting in the seats before it all started. And um, and I, 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 tell, I tell Triple H, you know, it's not going to be good. In other words, <laughs> different perspective. I said, this is not going to be nice. And somebody's going to get hurt tonight. Uh, I didn't say get hurt. I think I said something else. Uh, and, and lo and behold, Triple H got got banged up pretty bad that night. Um, all due to that that structure. It was a mean, mean structure. So I and actually I, happened to have. Oh, let me stop that. Let's. See, I actually happened to have the video of us talking about it, um, and with the clip in it. So Earlier in the that. day. Let's see. Can you see this? There we go. I can see. Yeah. It. Okay. So hopefully this plays. Let's see. Tell me if you can hear it. Can you hear that? Somebody yeah, here. <laughs> Maybe I can pull off that I'll have an advantage over the other yeah, guy. I, heard that. I think that this offers a yeah, lot of room. Here it is one more time. Somebody gonna get <laughs> up. <laughs> oh man. Hey, you weren't playing either. You weren't I wasn't playing, playing man. That structure was unforgiving, man. Uh, and it scared me just being out there looking at those guys put it together. And then when they put it together, I got a chance to walk on it. And I was like, this is not This is not good. This is not good um, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and, and for me, I was just trying to figure out how not to get hurt that night. I didn't care if I... I, I don't care if I win matches or be anywhere near the, the, the pinfall. Uh, I want to get out of that match as soon as I possibly can. we got to take a break. Stick around. You're in the Hall of Fame. We'll be back in a minute. 
What's up, y'all? It's your man, Booker T, six-time world champion, two-time Hall of Famer, and I'm here with my main man, Brad Gilmore, on the Hall of Fame podcast. And today, we're talking about something that's been a game-changer for us, and that's HelloFresh. That's right, Booker. Whether you're looking to save money, eat better, or stress less in the new year, HelloFresh has got you covered. We're talking about farm-fresh ingredients, chef-crafted recipes, and the best part, it's all delivered right to your doorstep. You know, Brad, I used to stress about meal planning, especially with my busy schedule. But with HelloFresh, man, I'm whipping up quick, tasty meals in no time. And my favorite has got to be their 15-minute recipes. Man, who knew I could cook a gourmet meal that fast? Absolutely, Book. But let's talk about variety. HelloFresh has over 45 dinner options each week. So that's right. There's going to be no more recipe boredom. Plus, they've got calorie smart and protein smart options. Perfect for keeping those New Year's resolutions in check. And you know, Brad, as a family man, I'm sitting down for dinner with my crew and it's important. Hello, fresh, quick and easy meals have made that reality. Even on the busiest nights, it's just convenient. It's bringing the family together. And don't forget, breakfast fans, HelloFresh is hooking you up, the listeners of the Hall of Fame podcast, with free breakfast for life. That's right, a free breakfast item with every delivery. Now, that's a sweet deal to wake up to. Y'all heard it here first. Go to HelloFresh.com slash BookerFree and use the code, man, BookerFree to get your free breakfast for life. Remember, one breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. Oh yeah, man. That's HelloFresh.com slash Booker Free with the code Booker Free. Don't miss out on America's number one meal kit. Join us in making cooking fun, easy, and absolutely delicioso. It's HelloFresh. You got it. Oh yeah. Welcome back inside the Hall of Fame, man. Yeah, talking about a little uh, Royal Rumble action going down this week. But uh, big, big news on uh, Seth Rollins. Seth, man. You know, we're, we're going to hear what happens officially tonight, but the, yeah, the rumor yeah. is he's got a torn meniscus. Yeah. And I yeah, feel like he's yeah. had this injury before. It seems like Seth has been working banged up for quite some time. But especially to his knees, right? Hasn't he had a couple of knee in issues? Because he had that one, remember that table spot he did? I think he did like a flip power bomb off the turnbuckle to Kane at a house show and boom, snapped his knee at one time. And I think there was another knee issue right before WrestleMania with Triple H. Hey, bro. I mean, that's the uh, toughest part of the business. You know, I'm trying to make sure the wheels don't fall off. You've heard the old say, man, I'm going to roll till the wheels fall off. That's that's truly uh, the name of the game, man, trying to keep your legs up under you and you know, for Seth Rollins, I, I think I had been hearing about back issues before as well. You know, so it's it's one of those things, like I said, not a matter of if, but a matter of when something's just going to give way. That's just part of this business, the, the, the hard luck side of it, um, the agony of defeat side of it. Um, but uh, I'm sure Seth will get, get himself um, fixed up and get himself back as soon as he possibly can. I can't wait to hear exactly um uh, you know, what's going to happen with the title and whatnot. And, uh, but definitely, uh, you know, with the Rumble coming up, a lot of significance here. See how it play out. Well, there's a lot of what, you know, look, you never want to hear any guy getting hurt, first and foremost. Um, 
Uh, it's awful, and I and I hope it doesn't have. I hope Seth isn't on the show for too long, only for the fact of what he and Punk were brewing sounded really good. You know, what I mean, I liked where this was going, and it seemed to be that's the way they were angling WrestleMania time, and it could still happen. But there are a lot of things. If they say, if the docs say, "Hey, uh, you can be back in you know fifty five days, sixty days," right? Because um, they say two months is a for the injury that he was suspected to have um, would be about a normal timetable. Um, he can maybe get back at WrestleMania time. If so, I feel like you don't change anything. I feel like you stay the course. You know, he's going to address it, but, you know, he kind of stays on the side of it. But this is where, like, my brain starts moving. It's like, or you could make the Rumble on Saturday for the World Heavyweight title. Or during his, you know, promo announcement of his injury, boom, Damian Priest cashes in. New world champion on an injured champion. What better time for a heel to cash in? Then I, I start thinking all kinds of stuff, but my mind starts going crazy. Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't book the show. I don't book the show. <laughs> I'm not going to even try. I'm all not right. going right. to Hey, man, I'm not going to even do that. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I need, I need you to keep you know coming up with good ideas. Sharp mind, you know what I mean? As, as, as much as you possibly can. Yeah, so keep keep thinking like that. Uh, but for me, I just can't. Uh, I just don't like booking the show. I just don't even like thinking about uh, what what we gonna go with the show until we actually get there? I don't know. No, no, no. Me. But all I'm saying is, I the thing is, normally you would say, "Man, world champion has to rel- relinquish the title." Terrible, and it is. If that happens, I, I don't want to see it. But thankfully, we're in a situation to where creatively, there's still a story that can be told in a variety well, of ways. No, that's why I said there are a lot of significance here. Right. I mean, we can go so many different ways. That's where I answer the question. You you start just thinking about it. I start writing eight. it, man. It's like for me, I say one thing. That's my quote. <laughs> that they can quote, for, quote me out on that topic. Because if I say something, people are going to be saying, Booker T said, y'all need to do this. And I'm like, no, I didn't say that. I'm just saying, you know, this is the way I, what I like. Like you just said, see, they're not going to say, they're going to say I said that. I was going to say, that's my favorite thing that happens is when I say something and then they report it as you saying it. And that's I'm like, I'm hey, if y'all listen to the voices on the show, they're very distinct. You know, I think you can discern whose is whose, right? Uh, no, no, but they want to make it up. It's an association, guilt by association. <laughs> You know what I mean? If you go to jail, I go to jail. Well, look, man. It's just one of those type of deals. Well, you know what, then? Articles, internet, uh, wrestling, writers, put my damn name in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get some clicks, too, damn it. <laughs> Don't let this man get all the shine. I'm here, too. I'm here, too. <laughs> Help a brother out. <laughs> Help a brother out. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. You know, I, I know we're talking about Seth, but it just reminded me. I don't know if you saw it on the Internet. It was so funny. Did you see the Saturday Night Live thing they did of uh, Shannon and Kat? I didn't, man. Oh, but, uh, my gosh. I saw a little bit of it uh, uh, when Charmel was uh, showing me a little bit on a, on a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> there was one where he was talking about Obama, and he was like, you know, Obama, how he had, yes, we can. He stole that from me. Before I said it, He's his campaign slogan was probably. <laughs> I mean, I was laughing. I was laughing so hard, man. Oh my god! It was yeah. great. I have to show it later in the show because I mean, the guy who was playing Shannon did a phenomenal job too. By the way, yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, Cat um, Williams pretty much broke the internet, man. You know, they say his ticket sales went up eight hundred percent. Oh man. You want to get in on, on that show, man. You want to see that. I went to see Cat Williams uh, once, you know, and uh, 
I think I think he was going through something at that time. Though I think he was, you know, had a nervous breakdown or something not too long. I remember this. Tried to clean his act up, and then uh, and he wasn't telling any any of his real real hard jokes, right. and uh, it, it just wasn't a great show. And uh, but I understand. I understand. I get it. He was going through something. And he was trying to, you know, be like Richard Pryor back in the day. Richard Pryor went through that. And, and, and he came back and he said he could never say the N-word ever again. You know, so he must have had an epiphany. He must have seen God and, some, and something happened. Um, that's a, a higher power or something that's totally that we don't understand. So I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, but but going back to Seth Rollins, obviously it's an awful thing to happen. Um, I mean, you had some knee issues, right? You had your knee scoped a couple of times. What does that mean for people who don't know? That means uh, when they go in and um, just clean all the bad particles out of the knee and uh, and shave the, the bone down to where it's smooth again, um, it's not actually um, repaired. You, you're actually losing um, bone um Minute by minute, day by day, hour by hour, year by year, uh, I had to have my knee scoped twice over my career, um, and it was all due to just um, wear and tear on the body uh, more than anything. Yeah. So I mean, and the knees are interesting because there's a lot of ligaments there. You know, there's your MCL, your ACL, you know, your PCL, all kinds of CLs around your knee area, and I know that knees are weird too to recover on. It's not like there's always like a standard rehab, kind of like the Achilles in that way, right? It's they're tendons, so you can't, they're not muscles. So it's not like you can rehab them in the traditional sense, like if you tear a bicep or a tricep or a pec, there's certain rehab exercises you can do. With the knee, there are, but it's more so of a time thing, from my understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, but the, the uh, MCL and the, um, uh, the PCL, that, that's a little bit different than what I had. I just had cartilage damage. Right. Um, um, with those guys, they got to go in and actually, you know, reattach, you know, sometimes take, take, um, something from somewhere else and, you know, you know, uh, put it in place here. You know, I'm, I'm not sure that the, the, the doctor's terminology, uh, and whatnot, but, but it's, uh, cadavers. That's what I mean. Stuff like that. It's all kind of stuff that, that, that goes in, into, um, you know, trying to get back and then the rehab, um, process it, that's a monster as well, but, they fix it, but it's not something that's going to ever get back to being 100% ever again. And that's just fact. No, no matter what people think, no matter what people say, you know, you see football players go down, they come back, and they're never the same after they had that knee surgery. Yeah. And it's, it's the same way uh, in professional wrestling. It's just the same way in life. I know after my scopes, um, I always was wondering, uh, am I going to be able to jump as high? Am I going to be able to, you know, you know, go out and do it like I did, you know, once upon a time. I always felt that way. And, you know, my vertical, um, you know, got, you know, smaller and smaller as, you know, my time went, seriously. Yeah, I mean, well, it's just, you know, like you said, wear and tear and damage on the body. And Seth, you know, does a lot of aerial stuff where he lands on his knees. You know, he, know, he likes to do that Phoenix splash where sometimes he, you know, goes over, boom, lands on the knees. Um, so, I mean, after a lot of that, and I don't really know what, why I'm not a physical therapist or a kinesiologist or anything like that, but you can just imagine like if you jump, like I know for me, like I have a truck, right? I've always driven a truck and normally if I load something in the truck, boom, I jump off to the ground, right off the high side of the truck. That's what I've always done my whole life. I had to do that yesterday, carrying something off the freeway and I had to stop and restrap and then I jumped and I went, Oh, 
felt a little bit different than it used to. You know, you yeah. felt something. You the the um the shock absorption wasn't there as yeah. much as I thought. You know Trust what I mean? Just I was um, at a basketball game. I was watching my son play basketball last week, and I was sitting in the bleachers, and um, I was like on the second level, and it was probably maybe four more levels up of bleachers. And this girl jumped off like the fifth bleacher to the floor. Uh, and uh, it was it was like like something you see like on, I used to watch Six Million Dollar Man. So when she did it, that's what I was thinking about. You know what I mean? She's and landed over here, right? And I I was so impressed. I was like, wow, why can't I do that? <laughs> it was the craziest thing I had seen in a while, man. But just that jump, uh, just let me know, man. Young people, man, young people. The cartilage and all that. I got a story when I come back. Take it around. Uh, we'll be back in a minute, guys. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program for an important public service announcement. This is not a drill. I repeat, this is not a drill. Is it something more essential? A revolutionary ball trimmer that has landed right here from the future. That's right. Manscaped has been working overtime to upgrade your below-the-waist grooming experience with their cutting-edge lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Let's cut to the chase. Every man out there knows the fear of going in for a close shave in those most sensitive areas. Yeah, we've been there, book, but fear no more. The Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is the hero that you deserve, featuring not one, but two interchangeable next-gen skin-safe blade heads. This isn't just your standard grooming. It gives that, that super smooth finish with a new foil blade your heart desires and manscaped delivers. And it does not stop there. With dual LED spotlights, you can navigate the darkest of regions with precision regardless of your skin tone. And they thought of everything, man. Three-leaf setting comb. And guess what? My man, this bad boy is waterproof. That's right, Booker. Trim with confidence in or out of the shower. The Lawnmower 5.0 trimmer helps reduce nicks, the risk of ingrown hairs, and those dreaded grooming accidents. And because we've got your back, man, get 20% off free shipping with the code, you know, Booker T at manscaped.com. Just think about it. 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com with the code Booker T. High-tech grooming for your low places. Look, man, from a personal experience, this isn't just a ball trimmer. It's like a spaceship for your man parts. Smooth, efficient, and it takes care of B.I. itness, dog. Remember, we're keeping it real with you all. We partner with Manscaped because we believe in the product. They hooked us up, and we're passing that on to you. So, gentlemen, upgrade your grooming game, man, and visit manscaped.com. And don't forget to use the promo code Booker T for your exclusive deals. Boom! Welcome back inside the Hall of Fame. Uh, talking about Seth Rollins um, being down, and got some big news uh, going to be talking about tonight. Uh, so, make sure you guys tune in. But I remember uh, last time I. Went to uh, go see the doctor about my knee, and uh, I know how bad my knees are. I mean, it's—I mean, I know my body. Um, I know how I walk now. And I know how I walked, you know, when I was, you know, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. You know, what I mean, it's, it's 
gotten progressively, you know, hard on the knees. And uh, I, my my knee was killing me. Um, that's when I went to have the, the, the PRP therapy. Right, I remember uh, that. Not too long ago. And uh, <laughs> and uh, the doctor, um, he, he he says, yeah, your, your knees are, man, you, you're bone on bone. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, I kind of figured that, and, you know, but I didn't tell him that. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, but what can I do for it? You know what I mean? You know, well, this is what uh, uh, it's supposed to look like. This is what your knee is supposed to look like. So he puts a picture of mine up on the little little uh, gimmick, and then he put the other little uh, image up next to mine. He goes, this is what yours look like and on the chart. And then on this chart, he goes, this is what they're supposed to look like. And, and I go, wow, you know. That's the that's vast. That's a huge, huge difference in what mine look like. And he goes, This is a 20-year-old girl. And I'm wondering, why the hell are you showing me that? Don't you think I know my knees don't look like that no more? I I know that. I'm not a doctor. What the hell can you where's the jail? Where's the you know the stuff you put in the knee? That's what I'm looking for. I'm like a used car salesman. You know, I'm like talk, looking for the used car guy. Can you sell me something? You know what I mean? What can you sell me? I'm not looking for it. Not the, the new knee, the new knees. I can't get those. You know, what I, mean? I was so damn bad at this doctor, bro, uh, showing me that image. I, I didn't need to see that. And he dropped it, it like. And this is a 20-year-old girl's knee. Like, you should have been like, oh, man. Like, I mean, come man, on, bro. Really? I was so mad at this doctor. I'm like, bro, I just came to try to get a, you know, tune up here. I ain't coming to get the, the full job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. But man, I'm up. I'm serious. Look, look, well, that's what, but that's to say, knees are funny. So we hope Seth is all right. Um, and, and goes yeah, goes definitely. goes through this final. We still can see him at WrestleMania 40. Before we move on, I have to share this comment because it made me laugh. He's James Weston, I believe, still a channel member, said, Dang, guys, Blue Chew, Silver Sheets, Manscaper, we got the Baby Mama Starter Pack. <laughs> <laughs> I had to call it out because it popped me. Hey, that man. popped me, <laughs> That's good. That's good. And and That's I see good. a lot of comments here early on. They're asking about the, the, the YouTube uh, uh, theme song. I just got to say, you know, there's somebody bought the rights exclusively of the song. We had a lease for it. Lease ran up. And so we no longer have the rights to it. That's just how that works. So we have, we're getting something mop, created. That's the way your mop flop, uh, right? That that music you just heard, that was some uh, Brad Gilmore originals. Um, yeah, I didn't make it, but it's from the group. Yeah, 2011. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's from uh, 2011. If you guys haven't heard about 2011, check them out. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure they got some stuff out there somewhere. Lingering. Yeah. You know I mean? Got an get album you, out. Get you some stuff, guys. Uh, Brad's not just, you know, uh, you know, co-host extraordinaire. Oh, no, man. <laughs> you, got a, you got a whole lot going on, man. So uh, tap in, man. Tap in. I just want to say uh, also that I'm, uh, I'm still lobbying. Um, for the nasty boys to get a spot in the uh, WWE Hall of Fame, they should get one. That, yeah, I see that story got picked up, and uh, yeah, I, I really believe that, man. I really, you know, believe that in my heart that Nobs and Sags uh, do deserve a nod. And, and, and the thing is, I know there's a lot of people. I think, I think demolition is, is demolition's got to go in. 
you know, and people, uh, people always say, man, you know, demolition should be in. And, and the thing is, I agree with them. I agree with them 100 percent. Um, demolition. I used to love watching demolition because they were they were kind of like a uh, hawk and animal book, but they were different. They had the face paint, but it was it was it wasn't they weren't trying to be the road warriors. Uh, that's what I liked about uh, demolition, as well as uh, to see Barry Darso get a shine. Yeah, Barry Darso was a uh, he, he entertained me, man. He entertained me when I was a youngster coming up and uh, watching professional wrestling. And uh, I remember uh, he was uh, wrestling Nikolai Volkov and he was Barry Darso. And uh, he said, you know, Nikolai Volkov, he was doing a promo. He said, Nikolai, you, you got Ameri you got uh, Russian missiles. You say you got Russian, Russian missiles. Well, I got American missiles right here, pal. And I'm going to show you right here at the Sam Houston Coliseum next week. Who's the real, you know, and, and boom, they went and had them hatching. In a few minutes, Nikolai Volkov dropped him on his head. Bam, one, two, three. And the next week they came out. <laughs> Barry Barry Darso was a was a Russian. <laughs> he was crushing Darso. Hey man, you got to run with. And I, was like, I was like, wow, man, uh, that's the way angles were back in the day. You know, this is a full blooded American, and the next week he come out, he's a Russian just because he just got beat up that bad. <laughs> I was like, I loved it, man. So to see uh, Barry Darso get a shine. In demolition, that would be awesome too. Good friend of mine, man. Really good friend. There's a few, you know, that still pop up. I feel like that aren't in. You know, some of those guys who I think are WWE Hall of Fame worthy. You know, they're working other places right now. But when I think of the WWE Hall of Fame, who's not in it? Um, the Rock's not in there. Sable, I think Sable should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, right? Don't you think Sable should be in the Hall of Fame? She was yeah. a ratings draw. Oh, she definitely was. Uh, you know, Scotty. As far as you know, when you watch the show, you wanted to watch it. You definitely want to see that segment that she was going to be in, whether it was wrestling or just being on the show. Yeah, yeah, she's a Hall of Famer. I think so. Um, so, like, it's so many. Sid? You know, it's so Psycho many. Sid's yeah. not in there? Come on, man. Psycho Sid made it at WrestleMania, world champion. Psycho Sid. Uh, I don't think the Midnight Express is in there either, right? The Rock and Roll's in there. I don't believe the Midnight. Rock and Roll's in, but not the Midnight. Yeah. I don't think the Midnight's Remember, uh, Jim in there. Cornette, um, Jim Cornette was um, inducted. Um, the, the Rock and Roll Express. And he was he was talking about the Midnight Express for the first five minutes, man. I was like, well, who are we inducting here tonight? You know what? <laughs> this might be a controversial take. I, Jim Cornette, there's a case for him to be in the Hall of Fame. No, no doubt. Absolutely. I mean, Jim Cornette's contribution to this business is undeniable. I mean, that guy entertained me, you know. I mean, he made me, you know, want to do this for, to that degree as far as how far he took it. He believed in this business more than anything when he was doing it. And he believed in making fans feel a certain way when they watched it. That is the true Romeo and Juliet Phantom of the Opera Shakespeare of this business. And, and when he did it, he did it better than anybody. Seriously. I agree with you. And, you know, I know Jim, uh, Jim Cornette, you know, gets a lot of internet flack for some of his takes on AEW, and I know he said some stuff in the past or what have you, but as far as if you just look at his contributions to the business, one of the best manager, valet talkers ever. I mean, when that guy would cut a promo, oh, man, when he cut a promo on the Rock and Roll Express, 
you know, you felt like he had all the fire and flame and passion from hell itself, you know, flowing through his veins, through the television screen. He's one of the people, and this is probably the biggest compliment I can give him. You know, um, him and Dusty, if you go back and look at that era, they were, and Rick, obviously, but they had that power of kind of coming through the screen with their voice. Like you almost felt it here, like in your chest as they were talking. Whether you whether it was the good feelings that Dusty would give you, like when Dusty said, I'm reaching out my hand to you. You know, and you felt like, oh, I could touch his hand through the screen. Or his Cornet's fire coming through it when he's cutting a promo. I mean, look, there's some of the best to ever do it. So yeah, Cornet definitely should be yeah, in there. Definitely. I think so. And then yeah. um Lex Luger. I think Lex Luger should be in the Hall of Fame. I think um I think Lex should be in as well, man. Uh, without any question, a shadow of a doubt, he should be in. Contributions was definitely um, felt, you know, by so many. You know, so many um, was on that that Lex Luger train uh, when he was running. He was always one of the guys that um, was was a standout. He was always, you know, a main event player. Always, always a main event guy. So um, definitely, Lex Luger should be uh, in the nod. And, and I, just, I, I would hope to see that. Just a couple more that, that come to mind. I, I, just because we're talking about it, three more that I want to say. Paul Heyman should be in. Um, whether whether yeah. he's going to go in in Philadelphia, like I think he should or not. I know earlier this year you campaigned also for Tommy Dreamer, Dreamer. to get a nod. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. with you on Tommy Dreamer. And then the person they should – because, look, WrestleMania 40, that's a prestigious you know number there. I mean, you have to think about the history of the business at WrestleMania 40. Who's somebody who should be in who, you know, would live up to the, the, the majesty of WrestleMania 40? And when I think of the word majesty – I think of a king. And I think for the third time, they should induct Booker T in as King Booker. Ah! <laughs> hey, man, I'd love to see it. I'm going to tell you right now, we'd turn it down. The first uh, three-time Hall of Fame. Hey, man, the greatest king of all, man. Um, I feel that way. I really feel that way. But, no, nah, man, I ain't lobbying to get no more rings, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> we got to take a break, man. We got to take a break. Guys, stick around. You're in the Hall of Fame, man. We'll be back in a minute. Can you dig it, sucker? All right, everyone, it's Booker T and Brad Gilmore here, and we've got something exciting for all you sports, comedy, music, and theater fans out there. We're talking about game time, the fastest, easiest way to get your hands on tickets to your favorite events. That's right, Book. We love all those spontaneous, unforgettable moments, and game time is here to make them happen. Whether it's a last-minute decision to see a game or a sudden urge to catch a live show, game time has got you covered, giving fans access to tickets even at the last minute in over 60 cities across the United States and Canada. And guys, this ain't about getting in. This is about getting the best seats in the house. With game time, you can see images of your seat before you buy it, so no surprises there, guys. You can score tickets swiftly. Skip the line, guys. Just dive straight into the moment. Absolutely. Listen to this. Game time guarantees the best prices. Find tickets in the same section and row for less elsewhere. Game time will give you a credit of 110% of the difference. So there's no reason to wait, bro. So whether it's the thrill of the game, the laughter of the comedy, the rhythm of the music, or the drama of the theater, guys, don't let the opportunity skip by. Choose game time. Grab your tickets and just enjoy the moment. Live should be spontaneous books, so guys, don't miss out. Check out Game Time now on their app or at gametime.co. That's gametime.co. 
Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Booker for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Lowest price guaranteed. Oh yes. Booyah! Welcome back inside the Hall of Fame. Hey man, um, on a side note, um, something, um, but somebody I wanted to give um, props to Chris Ortiz for the Be Someone podcast. This dude, he interviewed uh, one of my guys, uh, the Bounty Hunter. Brian Keith. And Brian Keith, he actually has some really, really cool words uh, to say about myself, was, which was awesome. Big ups to the Bounty Hunter, uh, but not just myself, Reality Arresting. Uh, if you can roll that clip for me, uh, go ahead, Brad. Toolbox. Literally, that's what Booker says. It's like, you know, as a wrestler, you got a, a, a playbook or a toolbox, and, you know, you're using these things. And it didn't dawn on me until that moment. Literally that weekend, I was, you know, everything that I learned up there was just using everything. And I stood out so much more because a lot of the guys on the independent level don't have that tutelage. They don't have that knowledge or accessible knowledge like I got with Booker T. Yes. So I felt like it was just like destined for me to succeed, really, because I had two matches. It wasn't really that hard of a work, but being prepared and being able to knock it out the park both times, everybody was like, well, who the heck is this dude coming out of nowhere? Not only having a badass match, but has a nice look. Yeah, you know, freaking music's banging. Music's banging. The whole atmosphere just popping. So it's like, I really just made waves that first Tampa, uh, Tampa weekend, like a toolbox, Boom. literally. Boom! The Be Someone podcast. Chris Ortiz, check him out. He's been doing a lot of cool interviews with a lot of guys that's coming up out of reality wrestling. I want to thank him for that. Um, but <clears throat> that's what I talk to about young people. Young people uh, out there. Just, you know, let me give you just a little bit of advice uh, more than anything. Just a little bit of advice. And that advice, advice is uh, you can't wait uh, for someone to get you over. You can't, you can't put your career in anybody's hands and expect for them to get you over. It just, it's just not going to happen. Um, that is something that's going to happen uh, or not. It's just that simple. Um, and if, if it's going to happen for you, the only reason is because you got the tools. You went out there and did something in the middle of that ring and somebody saw it and said, man, we better get this guy a shot. I, and, I, and I always go back to, you know, me working the house show and uh, coming, uh, you know, from the ring and, and Dusty telling me, you know, they won't put you on first no more. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm on to something. I'm on to something big. And um, I just need to, you know, stay the course. I just need to, you know, make sure I, I understand what Dusty was talking about more than anything. And that's going out there and, and steal the show um, on, on a regular basis. Not just steal the show. Go out there and make sure you shine to the point that those fans are, up out of their seats. Those fans are bringing the signs with your name on them, um, stuff like that. You know, it is, it's undeniable. Um, you know, when you, when you're getting over, you just know that. And that goes to what I said about, um, Dana Brooke and, you know, cause she made a comment that she don't feel like uh, WWE quite believed in her to really get, uh, to give her that shot. And, and I, I don't want Dana Brooke going to uh, impact thinking that way because she has a, a golden opportunity now to let WWE see what they missed out on. And that's by going out there and stealing the show. Because if she have that same thought process going into impact TNA, and if she don't get that shot to shine, 
that could be something that, you know, she could have missed the boat on thinking that that opportunity should have just been there because I'm coming to impact wrestling. I've seen so many guys leave WWE and, and go elsewhere thinking that, you know, well, I'm going to do it over here, but you got to understand going over there, you're going to have to put the work in just as hard. If you're going to rise up through that crop, because I'm going to tell you so many guys, there's so many girls out there that's looking for the same thing that you're um, trying to get. And that's that top spot. That's number one spot. That's what this business has always built been built on competition, going out there, performing at the highest level, I always used to, you know, say, uh, you know, to my to, to, to the guys, I'm I'm top five in the world. I'm top five, uh, no no doubt. Uh, anywhere in the world, I, I can I can work with work with all of them. And, and they used to say, well, but what number are you? Then I say, it doesn't matter. I know I'm hovering. And and the thing is, that was just me talking. That was just me talking. But what I also uh, thought about was going out there every time in the ring, improving how good I was. And that's something no one can take away from you as well as that's something that people can't put blinders on and not see. They can't, they, they can't help but see it. And, and when they see it, they, they, they know it. It's just that simple. I, I, I've, I've had talent that come through reality of wrestling. And when I see, when I spot down the Kylie Rays, you know, the, the Roxanne Perez's of the world, the mysterious heroes. When I see them, I say, man, this guy can, it's something, I, I see it. I know it. So Dana, please don't think that I'm uh, taking a jab at you or anything like that, because I, we've always had nothing but good relations. I want to see you thrive, but make sure you understand when you go in there, you be lock and loaded and go in there and you, you prove um, how good you are in the middle of that square circle. If you need some help, you know, you hit me up down here at Reality of Wrestling. I, I, I show you and tell you exactly what I'm talking about. Ash by elegance, man. Oh, Ash by elegance. You know, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm excited to see what she has in store. And you know what? Going off of that, speaking of Brian Keith and the Be Someone podcast, shout out Chris Ortiz, of course. Um, yeah, I would be remiss to say that there is a rumor, big rumor on the internets, um, regarding Brian Keith. I have no inside information. I read things just like you all do. But they're saying that he has signed a contract with All Elite Wrestling. And if that is the case, allow me to say congratulations, Brian Keith. Because um, Brian and I started around the same time at Reality of Wrestling. And I saw him grind and grind, man, when he's trying to figure out that gimmick trying to work that cowboy, saw him go from the television title to the world title and, and wrestling in the main event just recently with Kenny King um, at, at the uh, Walker, Texas Lawyer Arena. So shout out to Brian Keith. And, and no one is more happy for him uh, th than I am if, if, if that rumor is true. Because a great, first of all, a great guy. Great guy. Top three, top two guy you know, I've met in the wrestling business. And then um, also to see him shine, and, and he, yeah, that man's got some children too, book. He's got some kids. You know what I mean? He got to feed them kids. So I hope he's good at that. Oh, and got, Brian knows it's all love for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt, man. No doubt. But no, no. Uh, big ups to uh, Brian Keith. Uh, like I say, uh, that's, that's what I um, wish for all my students to, is to have that, that playbook, um, that tool bag, and Every one of my students, uh, and, and, I, and I've told uh, Brian, I, I told Roxanne, just about every one of them that leave reality wrestling, I always say, look, 
when you when you go there, they're gonna teach you totally different than you've been taught here. But you got your tool bag. All right. You got your playbook and, and know when to use your playbook, know when to bring that right tool. And, and, it's, and the thing is, because they can't teach you that. Uh, but when you do it and it's uncanny to the point to where they see it and it's something that they didn't teach you, they're going to know it immediately. It's like getting hit in the back of the head with a hammer, man. I'm serious. Uh, so, so um, yeah, young people, don't wait um, uh, on somebody to write for you. Go out there and, perform in the middle of that square circle check out reality wrestling go to realitywrestling.com <laughs> wouldn't you yeah. say that brian you know is kind of the embodiment of that too because uh brian i don't think ever waited on anybody to make it happen for him you know he, he took the knowledge as you said in the clip and and you know i've seen him and then over the last what two years or so just felt like his popularity exploded um to at one point i remember uh I was trying to figure out why he hadn't been on the the show in a little while. And then Kevin, uh, Kevin, our director, was like, man, he is booked everywhere. Three, four times a weekend. And I'm like, wait, what? And then I went and checked the website. I'm like, I didn't realize Brian had blown up to the extent that he did. And I remember us a few months ago when we were talking about um, Brian Danielson. Mentioning the bounty hunter Brian Keith and how great he was. I'm like, well, hey, man, I'm glad the rest of the world is is figuring out what we've known for so long. And, um, and yeah, he's been yeah. a great kept secret, but I'm glad he's a secret kept no more. Opportunity knocked, and uh, boom, he knocked it out of the park, man. And that's what that's what I'm talking about uh, more than anything. So I, I just don't want people to think that I'm knocking anybody on this show or anything like that, or trying to uh, kill someone's shine or anything like that. For me, when I talk about something, I'm always going to be talking about it from a constructive criticism perspective. And, and for me, uh, I have no ill will towards anyone to just come on here and um, hate on them. That's, it. That's, that's just not my nature. So so I just want to get that out there. Yeah, yeah and you know what, man? Ash by Elegance, again, I, I'm I'm wishing her nothing but the best in the in the <clears throat> in the uh, TNA. And I've heard great things about that TNA show. I haven't gotten a ch- chance to rewatch Impact, the, the the new Impact that they just had. I think Will Ospreay was on there wrestling a match. Uh, for TNA, and uh, I haven't gotten a chance to check it out, but I'm excited for people like uh, Nick Nemeth and Ash Bael against to kind of get a second run. And like you said, book, I mean, you're you're here for advice. If I was somebody and I heard that, I would be calling you immediately. Hey, I, I've said it, I've said it a thousand times. You know, I talk about stuff on here all the time. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes people get offended by it. Um, and like I said, all they can do, all, all they have to do is just call me and say, book. Why, why, why are you hating on me? And then I'm going I'm to leave them with a little knowledge. And they're going to be like, oh, shaggy, daggy, quack, quack. <laughs> I got, I feel it. I feel it. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm talking about you, it's, it's, it's a reason. It's a reason if I'm talking about you. Stick around, guys. You're in the Hall of Fame, man. We'll be back in a minute. Sucker! This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, let's talk about it. Let's talk about sex. Hey, you remember when you was always ready to go? I'm talking about strapping the rocket on it, man. Going straight to the moon. I'm talking about getting it done. If you want that extra confidence, I got something for you. Listen up. Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, but in a chewable tablet at the fraction of the cost. But the great thing, Book, is you can take it any time, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity 
arises. The process is simple. You sign up at Bluetooth.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, guys, it's all done online on the internet. So there's no doctor's visit, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at a pharmacy or any of that. And the thing is, book Blue Chew's tablets, they're made right here in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package so no one is the wiser. You know, let's just get it out there, guys. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. It's like this. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew absolutely free when you use promo code Booker at your checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping, man. That's BlueChew.com and use promo code and receive your first month absolutely free, man. Visit BlueChew.com use promo code Booker to receive your first month absolutely free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety the information and you know we want to thank blue chew for sponsoring the hall of fame podcast chew it and do it boom welcome back inside the hall of fame probably got some super chatters out there huh brad uh yes we do have some super chatters and before we get to them i did want to ask you um one of your friends uh in in the industry or one of your confidants one of your boys as maybe you might characterize him has been in the news as of late, made his return recently after a devastating leg injury, a quadricep tear, I believe it was, against Grayson Waller on NXT. R-Truth is back in the WWE. It's been a couple of weeks since we've seen him, but there's two stories going around this week about Truth, and I feel like we should address them both. First, we'll start with the light stuff first. R-Truth was the number one merch seller this past week in the WWE. I mean, that is incredible for, for Truth, who's been around for a minute. Um, he's out selling them all. He's out selling CM Punk. You know, he's out selling Cody Rhodes. It's crazy. No, no, it's not really. You know, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised one bit because I've heard so many people, you know, try to hate on our truth over the years. They have said, you know, just had so much negativity. You know, and it's negative. They're being negative. Yeah, it's, it's one of those type of deals. But our truth has had a job for 20-plus years, easy. And and he's always been in a position to where, you know, he's been on the show. Uh, everybody's not going to be the world champion. That's just not everybody's role. And so many people um, try to, like I say, hate on on our truth, but our truth is a guy that knows the name of this game. He's smart, and that's the reason why he's he's still he's still around. Also, and you know, I, I've said, and all, all the people that talk, you know, I just want to give them a little bit of advice, just a little word from the wise. Something I always say about this thing called life: you can be great at what you do, uh, and, and people don't like you. You ain't gonna be around very long. They're gonna get you out of there. They're going to bounce your ass up out of there as quick as they possibly can. But you can be good at what you do, and people like you. You'll stick around forever. That dude, Truth, is good at what he does. People like him, and that's why he's still doing what he's doing right now at the highest level. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So I give our truth big props 
but still being able to be in the game. And more importantly, the fans still, you know, love our truth and give them props at the same time. Hey, man, I, I love everything that you said, and I agree about truth. He's always a – you don't hear anything – well, at least from my perspective, I've never heard anything negative about truth online from even the fans. The fans stand like up dude. He's a stand-up dude, I can tell you. Anybody that think, you know, because you see our truth on television doing, you know, his, his, his character – Run up on him and, and try to see what <laughs> see what happened. No, no, he's always been a stand up dude. So big ups to our truth, man. We, uh, you know, truth. We had truth on the old radio show back in the day. We should get truth back back on here soon because uh, call, man. he's got so week. many great stories. And um, you talk about another surefire future Hall of Famer um, is is Ron Killings. Um, and I and you know what was crazy is he was K Quick in WWF for a minute, but I don't really remember him that much. As K. Quick, I first saw Truth for the first time, really, when he was Ron the Truth Killings in TNA, and he was the NWA World's Champion. And then he had the, um, what they call it? The, it was like the Three Live Crew or something like that. With yeah, him yeah, and, yeah. And Road Dog and someone yeah, else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. And that's when I first started seeing him, and I thought, oh, okay, I like, I like what Truth brings. And then when he came to, this is what people need to remember. When he came back to WWE as our Truth, he did some comedy segments. Right, but then he and Miz had a run as a tag team in like 2012 ish, yeah, where they were the main focus of the show for a couple of months. So much so that they were the team for The Rock to face in his return match. Seven, eight years after leaving WWE, it was John Cena and The Rock versus Our Truth and the Miz, and, and they had a run on top, man, to where Truth was in a main event slot. Would have bought him as a world champion uh, at that moment. And uh, he's found a way to consistently stay, what did you say, relevant uh, on the show. Got to stay relevant. Forever. Yeah. And and to me, this is a comedy thing he's doing with the Judgment Day. But in true or truth fashion, he knows how to get it over. He knows how to he's work making, the gimmick. He's making it work. He knows how to work the gimmick, man. I, I, wait, 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 wait. Real, real quick. That's what you were saying in the last segment. Right about Ash by Elegance, yeah. Is they might not give you the million dollar idea. It's for you to take what they give you and make it worth a million dollars. Well, if the, trust me, if the fans wasn't liking it, they they they, they, they put a plug on it in a heartbeat. Truth wasn't getting it over. His merch numbers would wouldn't be up uh, the way they are right now. Am I am I correct on that? Hundred percent, man. It's just fact. That's just fact. I, I just always wondered. How did all truth think he was gonna like get through his whole career and, and steal all my moves and don't nobody know about it? He's done. <laughs> the, he's done a good job of that, actually. He's done. He's done a, a great job at it. I've, I've always wondered that. I'm like, when I'm on the same roster, you know, <laughs> how you just go take all my moves, you know? It, it just, and don't nobody say nothing, you know. So, uh, big ups, big ups, because I always say, man, if you can make it work, use it, take it, use it. What this is, this is my only, I think, interaction with Art Truth. But this is always comes to my mind when we talk about him. We were we were back at one of the house shows one time years ago, and you saw Art uh, Truth walking down the hallway, and he had his back to you, and you go, Kofi. Kofi, and then he turned his back, and you're like, oh, my bad. 
Brad said that. Brad said you were Kofi. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, no, I didn't. Don't give me that kind of heat. I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that, man. They all look alike, man. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh man! So, but 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 the thing about truth, though, is not only did he was he able to come back on the uh, on the show. <laughs> you remember that too? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> You're like Brad said it. He said you were Kofi. Um, <laughs> truth was hot too. Truth was a little hot. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "Mf, you know me for twenty years. You're calling me Kofi." <laughs> Oh my god, man! Um, but speaking of truth, also like he almost—I mean, I saw this interview he did with our guy Peter Rosenberg. What up, Petey? And um, he said that he almost had to get his leg amputated from this last injury. I mean, that yeah. was crazy. They said there was a hole in his knee from an infection that he got after surgery. Yeah, man, that's true, man. That's a true story, man. He actually sent me a photo of it. Actually, you know, right after he was, uh, it got worked out, and uh, and I was like, wow, you know, um, he was he went through a lot, man. He went through a lot after doing that 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 damn stupid dive. <laughs> I'm like, I swear, I sent him a text message that night, and I know he's probably in the hospital. <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> I'm serious, but I didn't care. Uh, I, I just needed him to know. I go, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> You know, come on, come on. I know you got that NXT adrenaline bus the way you want to jump off something. But, man, come on, bro. Leave that to the young guys. He goes, man, I don't know what I was thinking, man. I'd never do that again. But, uh, nah, man, that was real, man. He went through a lot. Just glad to see him back uh, because you never really know um, in those kind of situations. It's, it's touch and go, um, especially with those infections and whatnot. You know, so I'm just like I say, glad to see him, you know, come through it. I mean, it was scary for me listening to uh, him kind of account for it because it was like he had to have something put in his knee to, like, drain all the fluids and have some kind of tube or pipe. I can't remember how he described it. And then to have, like, a literal hole. As you said, you saw the picture of it. And for the doctor to tell him, this isn't good. You're in the woods on this one. We're going to work to get it out, but I'm going to have to come up with some kind of strategy. That's I never would want a doctor to tell me that. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you got this isn't good. I don't know how to fix it, but I'm going to work on it. And let's yeah, hope yeah. we get there. Yeah, yeah, let's see what we can do. Yeah. Oh, type of man. Yeah, no, nah, it's scary. Nah, it's scary. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, but I'm glad that, you know, he fought through it. And 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 truth is uh, truth is at, I, I don't I don't know how long has he been working since 90 something. Right. I mean, like mid 90s. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, somewhere yeah. around there, maybe a little bit yeah. earlier. Yeah, and to be able to to last this long and and have this career that he's had, um, it's incredible. And then to be the number one merch seller when you come yeah. back from this devastating injury. Big ups, big ups, uh, truth man, still out there, you know, making it work, figuring it out. Uh, as you get older, you, you you do get wiser, you get a little bit smarter, and and for him to still be, like you say, relevant in the game today with so much going on. That's what I talk about all the time because the game is getting younger and younger every day. But to still stay relevant within that storm, just let you know this dude is, you know, doing his job. And he's doing it well, man. Uh, so, so big ups again. We got to take a break, man. Stick around. You're in the Hall of Fame.
We'll be back in a minute. Trying to stay comfortable while you sleep. Well, I've got something exciting for you. That's right, Book. We've recently discovered a game changer for a good night's sleep. It's called Miracle Made, and it has its new product, the silver-infused bed sheets inspired by NASA. Yeah, these sheets are no ordinary sheets, guys. They've got self-cooling properties that keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. Thanks to NASA-inspired technology. And here's the kicker. They're self-cleaning, too. Infused with silver, these sheets prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them fresh and clean three times longer than regular sheets. So that means no more gross odors. Plus, they're all about comfort and quality. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the crazy price tag of other luxury brands. Trust me, book. They feel as nice, if not nicer, than the sheets used by some five-star hotel. And just in time for the holidays, guys, these miracle sheets make perfect gifts for your loved ones. And who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious bed sheets? And guess what, guys? You get three free towels with your purchase. But wait, there's more. These sheets are designed with your skin in mind. No more sleeping on bacteria that can clog your pores. You don't want that. Sleep clean with miracle. Yeah, so here's the deal, listeners. Go to trymiracle.com slash booker to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And guess what? You will save over 40%. Do it! And don't forget, guys, if you use the promo code at your checkout, you'll get three free tiles and an extra 20% off. And if that wasn't great, here's the best part. Miracle stands behind their product with a 30-day money-back guarantee if you're not 100 satisfied you will get a full refund from miracle made hey guys upgrade with miracle made go to try miracle.com slash booker and use the promo code booker and claim your free three-piece tile set and save over 40 percent try miracle.com slash booker treat yourself or a loved one this holiday season to a gift of better sleep don't wait try miracle made today boom welcome back inside the hall of fame um yeah just talking about that boy our truth but it's time for the super chatters man let's get the super chatters in dog it is time for the super chatters um we have a couple right now if you want to send in a message to booker t or myself or both of us or you want to have a comment a question a topic you'd like addressed you can go ahead and send that on here we have marcus craig leading the pack today Uh, Marcus Craig said, Book, what do you think of Timeless Tony Storm? You know, we talked about Timeless Tony Storm. Uh, we touched on it, but yeah, I, I like it. It's different. What, what I like about it, you know, you can have all the hardcore matches, you know, you want to have, you know, you can have all the spots, you know, you know, jumping over the top rope. Um, but it's always a, a spot on the show for it entertainment and that's what she's doing right now tony storm might be doing her best work and she might be more over now than she's ever been oh yeah and, and it's not because of any one of her matches you know so i think you know there again young people out there that's trying to figure this out tony storm probably will tell you herself man why did it take me so damn long to figure this out why did it take me this long to figure it out you know what i mean so so yeah um i, I like it and for me, it's wrestling. 
uh, wrestling is to be embellished and, and, and being embellished to the point to where you can pretty much make it whatever you want it as long as it's good, not just anything. Uh, wrestling has you know become to be embellished these days by just doing some of the most off the wall craziest stuff you ever want to see in your life. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about still making it fun and entertaining for you know me to watch as well as the rest of my family. You know, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that what I've learned during during my time of just watching and listening to you and, and working around reality wrestling is when you can figure out what your quote unquote character is and what your character would do in a particular situation inside the ring. Those moments are so much stronger than a Canadian destroyer or some impressive athletic maneuver because I can remember, like, okay, when you think of Taker, probably the greatest character in the history of the business. I I think that it's probably undeniable. You know what Taker's, like, biggest spot was in his match? It wasn't... The, the, the clothesline, it wasn't the uh, old school where he'd walk the ropes. It wasn't even a choke slam or a tombstone. The biggest part of a taker match is when he would get hit, be laying down, and then do the sit-up and look over at the guy. That would get the biggest pop every time. He's doing nothing but a sit-up. <laughs> Literally doing nothing but a sit-up and turning his head. And that got the biggest reaction. Of his whole match up into the one, two, three, right? And, I, and I'm saying yeah, that yeah. and liking it to Timeless Tony Storm or even probably to yourself, you could relate to this. Um, your character moments in the match is what made people connect with you more. And when they connect with your character, all of a sudden your workload is a lot more light because they want to see you. They don't really care at that point what it is you're doing because they're so attached to the character. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I, I think both kind of go hand in hand at the same time. You know, when you do find your peak as your character, you you normally are fi- is finding your peak um, in the ring at the same time. Because oh, no, you, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, you're figuring it out. Um, you, you're working the character opposed to just working the match. Um, everything feels a certain way because you're creating opposed to just going out there and performing. And so it's got so many different elements. Um, yeah, so Tony Storm. Yeah, big ups to what she's doing right now. And and uh, and do you do you need significant like camera and promo time like on the show in order to get your character over, or do you think you can do it majority in the ring? I did most of mine, you know, my character work outside of the ring. Right. Yeah, just like Tony Storm is doing most of her character work outside of the ring. So when she gets in the ring, people don't really care about seeing her work; they just want to see her. Yeah. You know, yeah, when yeah. I was. I did a lot of good character work, you know, outside of the ring, you know, like running from the boogeyman or whatever it was, you know what I mean? But and then when I got in the ring, you know, I mean, I made that part work too. So just like her with the shoe, it's just stupid, but it works. You know, It so. works. It's over. Yeah. Um, our next one comes from DJ 1491. Super chat. Book needs a reality show like Montez and Bianca. Yeah, they have a new show coming out, I believe, next week, I believe. You know, I feel like I would be, uh, you know, a, a good host. Uh, you know, doing the um, the biographies, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, I feel like I found my niche as far as being able to, you know, work with guys and, and make them feel comfortable, you know, answering questions and whatnot. Um, most of the times, because I've been there with them, I've been in the trenches with them. I know exactly what questions to ask because I know what kind of questions I want 
don't want people asking me uh, at the same time, as well as just keeping it real, man, just keeping it real more than anything, I think is the, the, the key to, uh, you know, being able to sit down and talk. Uh, yeah, you know, because I'm, I'm always looking for a fight. I'm always looking to test myself. So, you know, I, I, nothing going to go past me. You know what I'm saying? Well, would you like, you know, cameras following you around all the time, documenting, you know, your day-to-day with you and the Queen and what you're doing at Row and NXT and stuff like that? For a price, man, I'm willing, you know, to... <laughs> Smoking like a true G. Yeah, we willing to work. Uh Logan's is uh respectable and uh got some integrity uh behind uh that's what we all about uh more than anything. But yeah, man, uh I'm, it's time to you know keep living, man. When in this life you, when it's over, it's over. So you wanna push like we we was talking about earlier with the boys, you're gonna push yourself to the wheels fall off. That's what it's all about. We'll see. I'm looking forward to watching Montez and Bianca's show, by the way. This comes from Mike Edwards. Super Chat. Sup, guys? 2024, this is another golden age of pro wrestling, but do you think us wrestling fans are spoiled because of it? Spoiled how, I wonder? I, I, I don't know what that means, actually. Because there's so much great talent on TV? Is that what he's saying? Or there's so much wrestling on TV? Or... I think... I, I wouldn't necessarily say the wrestling is spoiled because there's... You know, so much wrestling on television, but I, I do think uh, the wrestling fans have grown to the point to where, you know, they want, you know, uh, a, like Paul Heyman said on a regular basis, a spoiler. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, and I think that's kind of messed up uh, the wrestling business a little bit. We talk about that uh, on the show all the time as far as, you know, people wanting to know, you know, the, the ending of the Marvel movie. Uh, and, you know, how, how that's just totally would just screw everything up. And we get a whole bunch of that, you know, with the wrestling these days. Uh, you know, a lot of times the fans, a lot of times, what, what, what ticks me off about the fan a lot of times, is they think they're smarter than the guy that's been in the business, you know, and doing it on a, on a regular basis and grinding on a regular basis and you know, these stupid comments. I think that that irks me more. And the thing is, it would irk me a whole lot more if I was a performer on the show. It doesn't really irk me that much as it would if I was one of the guys really on the show, because if you think that about me, you probably think the same thing about those guys. You probably think you can get up off your sofa and get in the ring and do exactly what they do. And I don't believe it. Well, and, and here's the thing, because, you know, I'm, I'm a fan. I'll always be a fan. However, however, um, just because you watch something for a long time doesn't mean you necessarily know about it, right? Like, um, for instance, like, there, like y'all remember being in school. There was always a teacher who had been there for like 35 years, right? But they weren't really a good teacher. Just because you've been around for a long time doesn't mean you're good at what you do. And it doesn't mean you know about what you do. Um, and and I, I have seen and I still see people chirp online about, Oh, they should do this. Why are they doing this? Complain, complain, complain. Even though I might have an idea of where I want a story to go or like, oh, it'd be cool if they did this, this, and this, I'm still going to watch the show because when I watch a movie, I don't rewrite it in my head as I'm watching it, right? I watch it from the beginning to the end. And I might have an opinion at the end of it. When the story's over, I might say, ah, they shouldn't have done that. I didn't like that. You might even have an opinion three quarters of the way through. Right. Or halfway through. You've been, well, come on. 
you might you might have that feeling. That's how you I know, feel I'm, like I'm, when I watch Fast and the Furious. I'm like, yeah, how yeah. is the rock pulling a helicopter down? <laughs> that kind of stuff, you know. When you see it, you just Okay, yeah, let's, okay. let's keep but it let's rolling. let's see where it goes. It's a movie, it's a movie. Keep it rolling. But let's yeah, see yeah. where it goes. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And, and and that's that's what I think. Now, speaking of movies, I do have to tell you about one that I meant to I meant to send you a text on. It's in the movie theater right now. It's called The Beekeeper with Jason Statham. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's so good. It's oh, yeah. action. It's like a classic action movie. It reminds oh, man, me of like Die always, Hard and Lethal Weapon. Always action, man. He's all, I love Jason. But no, this right. is like his best action ever. What about what about acting though? His, oh, his acting is good too because you'll they find a way in this movie in the first five minutes they set it up so beautifully that you do not want to see anything but Jason Statham get these guys right I mean phenomenal it's so good Felicia Rashad's in the movie by the way shout out to Felicia Rashad right, uh, legend right. it's one that I think that you would enjoy book I'll check it out I'll check it out most definitely is this our last second I think we have one more after this okay all right all right we'll shoot we got to take a break. Stick around. You're the Hall of Fame man. We'll be back in a minute. The Hall of Fame podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's up, everybody? It's your man, Booker T, along with my main man, Brad Gilmore. We're back with another episode. And today, we want to talk to you about something that's incredibly important, especially during this time of the year. That's right, Booker. You know, as we head into the end of the year, it's the time for reflection, joy, and Sometimes for a lot of us, a lot of stress. The holidays can be overwhelming for many, and it's okay to admit that. Look, this time of the year can be a lot to handle, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety, but we've got something positive to share with you today. That's right, Book. It's therapy. It's a bright spot amid all the stress and change. Something you can look forward to. Something that can make you feel grounded. Something that equips you with the tools to manage everything that life throws at you. And when it comes to therapy, we've got the solution for you, BetterHelp. It's convenient, flexible, and entirely online. You can match up with a licensed therapist who fits your schedule. And you can even switch therapists at any time at no extra cost. The best part is it's so easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, just like I did. I went through the process myself. It helped match me with a licensed therapist who will help me and can help you on your journey to personal growth and well-being. And here's the kicker, folks. You can get started today and receive 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash Booker T. That's right, BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P dot com slash Booker T. You deserve to find your bright spot this season, and BetterHelp is here to help you do just that. Don't wait. Take that positive step towards a brighter future. Hall of Fame podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp, professional, affordable, and convenient online counseling. Oh, yeah. Boom. Welcome back inside the Hall of Fame, man. Oh, yeah, as we've been taking super chances, answering a few questions, we've got to chat that you want uh, uh, me to talk about, uh, make sure you get it in, man. Do it, do it now, because we're getting ready to bounce up out of here. In about 10-plus minutes, guy, do it! Do it now! I'll do it for you. Actually, more like nine. We ran long on a segment, but it's okay. We're going to go through these quickly. This is a Cali toenail. Give us some Roni, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah! Had to hit that toenail. What a BT boat. I'm sneaking off in the Hall of Fame for a sec. Shout out to my lady Sunday. Happy birthday, babe. Put that red thing on, girl. I'm scrapping on the rocket and taking you straight to the moon. Who you with? 
you got to dodge that red thing, man. I have to bring that red thing back, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, bad. You know, you know, because you, you know with the blue chew, you know, chew it and that. It would take you straight to the moon, dog. Serious. <laughs> Strap the rocket on, man. <laughs> Strap the rocket on. You know, I, I don't know. When, hey, when's the next time? Someone actually asked uh, last week, and I didn't get a chance to get to it. When is the next time we're doing the Super Chat uh, fan experience? At um, uh, let's see. Um, we got um, we got the Rumble coming up in in March. March. Um, Summer champions. Or? Let's, let's shoot for summer champions. Baby. Summer champions. Uh, so a few months. Yeah. We'll keep y'all updated on that one. Uh, this yeah. comes from Big Brizo. Super yeah. chat. I remember Truth from TNA putting in work. LOL. Hey, man, TNA from O2. He's K Quick over there, right? No, he was Ron the Truth Killings. Okay, okay. You show, what, what was he, K Quick? In WWF for a second. Okay, okay. All right, okay. And I, he, I think he K-Quick. tagged with Road Dog there, too. I think he tagged okay, with Road Dog right. there, too, for a second. Okay. Um, but TNA is where I, like I said, first saw him and where I thought he kind of came. I mean, he was a main event guy in TNA. He was a main event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a I world mean, champion. Truth put in work, man. Like I said, you, you can't take away his um, his accomplishments, uh, you know, uh, what he's given to the business, you know, the years, the, the, tire, um, the tireless, you know, um, day in, day out, night in, night out, the grind. Nah, man. Soldier, dog. Soldier. Um, yeah, man. And and again, that TNA roster. I'm telling you, from 98 to like 04 is the most interesting time in pro wrestling because you had all the Attitude Era guys still working. You were working on top. Rock was working on top. Austin was working on top. Triple H, Mankind, Taker, all those guys, right? And then Flair and Hogan were having like a renaissance. And then in the same period of time, Randy and John and Brock and Batista all started coming up all at the same time. And you had AJ and Samoa Joe working in TNA. Uh, It was just such an interesting period. There should be like a doc on those six years in wrestling. Um, Yeah. Let's see. Let's let's go to our next one. Loso Dolo. Super Chat. You don't mess with my little problems, man. He's a channel member. Uh, Did you record any audio for 2K24? They announced 2K24 today. It's coming out soon. No, I didn't, but I'm, I'm sure they got a lot of my quotes. I'm sure they can uh, pipe him in. I'm sure they can pipe my, my Trick Williams, you know, theme in. If he's in the video game, I'm sure he's going to be in there. You know, so, um, nah, but, but and the thing is, if they do pipe it, any of it in, um, I, I better be looking for a check in the mail, you know what I mean? So, yeah, hopefully they'll use so is, much stuff. Is that stuff, like, negotiated in your con- – I'm assuming it is. This is probably a stupid question. Is that, like, negotiating your contract, like, video game royalties, or is that, like, a separate thing? Well, uh the, the royalties is um, normally if you're in the video game, that's just something that's um, negotiated in the contract. Uh, but um, doing the voiceover stuff like that, sometimes that's a, that's a side deal. Oh, okay, a little side money action. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, we have two more here. Um, this guy named Alex. What makes r true stand out so much, and what can people learn from his impact in gaining the audience's attention? It's, it's very very simple. It, it really is. You know. Um, you don't see our truth um, rest when when he wrestles. Our truth doesn't really do any ha ha in the ring, other than his split, you know, and the, the side kick, scissor kick, whichever one, whichever which one he want to do after that. This has like a little uh, turn. It's got like oh, a little, it's little turn yeah, yeah. There's a little that that one move. 
It's the only thing you really see when, when our truth goes out and perform in the ring. Am I am I correct on that? Correct. Okay. And, and that's the same thing I did. Only thing I did was to spin a Rooney was that, that one thing that I would do in the ring. I wouldn't do anything ha ha after out of that outside of that, right? Right. But outside of that, outside of the ring, promos and everything else, you can do whatever you want to do. And the one thing, the one thing that that intangible that that uh, that our truth as you know more so than most he's able just like myself to be able to laugh at himself that right there is something you got to know how to do and you got to know how to do it um, um, from a perspective to where you making people you know have fun w- w- when it's happening you're not making a fool out of yourself you're entertaining the fans um, is, is what you're doing and he does that you know so much better than most. Yeah, ma'am. Yeah, ma'am. I, I think the truth, again, is what he's able to do. It's just nothing short of incredible as far as just keeping his name afloat and finding, finding ways to continue to evolve his character too, because for a little while, and it's part of it still, but like you almost look for truth in the show. Cause you knew he was going to say something funny like these last few years, you didn't even need to necessarily see him wrestle. Like his 24 seven run was fun. Um, he's actually the only thing that made the 24 seven title. Anything. Well, well, well that's, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about, but he bought in, he bought in, he bought in a hundred percent with it. He didn't just do, he was, he, he, it was real to him doing that, that character and doing that, that run. It, it was real as it possibly could. I talked to him about it and um, he tried to make that as real as he possibly could. And that's what it, you take what you got. You take it as far as you can. Look, 90%, and, and this is no disrespect, but 90% of the people who were involved in those 24-7 segments um, were like, oh, I guess I don't have anything else on the show. I'm being the stupid segment running around, you know, looking for truth, right? Um, but truth's the only one who took it and went, wait a minute, okay, look, I'm going to be on TV every, every week, week for yeah. a significant amount of time, multiple segments sometimes in the same show, Oh, yeah. 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 I'm going to get this. Over. Oh, wait a minute. What? Oh, you want me to go do morning radio and drop the title to some ESPN host and then win it back from him at another show like later on? Okay, yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> I'm going to be on yeah, more yeah. media platforms. I'm going to go yeah, viral. Some, guys don't know some some people don't know their role also. You know, um, like I say, everybody's not going to be the world champion. Um, everybody's not going to be you know chosen to be in that position. And, it, and that's just fact. Okay, but knowing how to keep yourself uh, relevant, knowing how to play this game and play it as long as our truth has played it, it hasn't been by accident. He, he didn't slip on a banana peel and get this far in 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 this in this one company um, uh, by doing that. No, no, do smart, man. He's smart, and I wish I wish more people in the business could really think that way because I've seen guys squander opportunities just because they. They wanted to go out and be a wrestler. <laughs> I love your reaction to that. Oh yeah, we got. I swear, we do got to get through these last two before we run out. Of Let's time. do it. Man. This is from uh, Cali Toenail. Give us some Rony, brother. Oh yeah. Cali says Hogan, Hulk Hogan, out here saving lives. So it makes me think he's a little more mobile. It would be nice to see him at WrestleMania 40, at least throwing a punch to Wilder. Um, to Wilder. Where'd that come from? Um, yeah, I did see Hogan saved uh, or assisted or saved, helped some girl who had flipped her car 
yeah, here yeah. in Florida. I don't know all the details about it, but um, if the headlines were accurate to the story, yeah, I mean, shout out to Hulk for help saving somebody. You know, he's the Hulk, man. You know, the Hulk, Taron Green. He could be hurting, you know, walking down, arthritis and everything. You see a car turned over, he turned into the Hulk. He went over, turned the car over, he pulled a girl out, saved her. So that's all it was. He turned right back into, you know, Terry Bollet. I mean, come on. You ever heard these stories? Well, yeah, but in five years, it's going to be – never mind, never mind. I was about to say something else. Um, <laughs> stop the car with my bare hand, brother. Then I no, pulled the door no, open. No, 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 this might be a Jesse Smollett deal. <laughs> that's going to be a setup. Oh, we know. These are so, just jokes. These are just jokes. <laughs> Let us get our jokes off, all right? We're like cat. You know what I mean? Let us get our jokes off. Okay. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. You know how people set stuff up, try to get back into good graces of people. All the stuff he didn't say. You know, Come you on. know, look, we've had a great show. And okay. that's the headline. I'm telling you right now, that's the headline on every site. Booker T says Hulk Hogan's saving girl from car is like Jesse Smollett. That's the headline. And you did it. You did it to yourself. <laughs> you. <laughs> not me, not Hermione, you. Okay, our last one is from <laughs> Mailman Child Jones. <laughs> You did it. Damn it. (laughs) All the stuff about Ash by Elegance and Brian Keith. Throw it out the window. Get rid of it. You might as well not even said it. Come on, man. We got one more. (laughs) Oh, Mailman John Jones says, where did you and Rock buy those $500 shirts? I need one. Please close down where I used to buy mine from. In the mall, Shopstown Mall. Here in Houston, Southwest Side, they closed down. But I only paid like like 50 bucks for mine. You just, you just drew an extra zero on the price tag. He just had a lot of zeros on it. He just had a zero on his. That's all he did. But mine was like 50 bucks. Seriously. But now, nah, man. <coughs> We got to get up out of here. We got to get up out of here. I want to thank everybody for stepping inside the Hall of Fame kitchen champion. I didn't mean that about Hulk. Uh, I didn't mean that. It's too late um, now. Thanks for having us today and making that known at the same time. Peace, y'all. We out.
John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.